Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 177. It's been some time, but in case you forgot, I am Sean. Joined with me, we have Off-Road, Clear Bill of Health, Andy. I'm at the head of the show here. I'm uh, leading, I believe. That's, and, that's my position, right? And in second place, we have Tony Katz. Yes, it's good to, it's good to be back. We, uh, we were away for a little bit, and we'll uh, get into that. Maybe we'll touch on it a little bit in sports, just for maybe our sports listeners only, but then we will really get into it in our entertainment or happy hour, I guess, podcast tonight. I don't know what we'll we're call it call an it. entertainment because yeah. it will be entertaining. Yes. And uh, that'll be, that'll promise, I promise you, that'll be a good one this week. So if you normally just listen to our sports, you're going to want to flip over to entertainment also. And also, we actually have some sports to talk about. Finally. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. There's actual real sports that mattered in America that actually have already been played. It's kind of crazy. Yes, it is. Should we? I mean, how are we? I mean, we don't have really an agenda tonight. I think we were just going to kind of like wing it. We we're going to wing it or see what happens. Yeah. Do we want to start with America's pastime or do we want to start with the, the bubble situation? America's pastime. All Ooh, right. Start with baseball, huh? So yeah, crack open a cold hot dog and get ready <laughs> for baseball. Crack open a cold hot dog and eat a nice beer. <laughs> it's, that's, that's what you need to do right now in these strange, strange times. Uh, but um, baseball is back. It's going. There was real baseball on last night. It was uh, pretty exciting to see something that matters again, something something to bet on. Yes. So uh, hopefully you saw we uh, picked some over-unders for the uh, the shortened season here, which I think is really fun with this 60-game season trying to, to find. And also what makes it even more fun is that each team is only playing like five different teams this year. It's not like everybody's yeah. playing pretty much everybody at least once or something like that, or three times, I guess, if you will. It's like literally you're only playing within your region. So I believe like, for example, the Angels, our local team, only play the Dodgers, the Padres, the A's, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Rangers, and the Astros, I believe. Yeah, you only play your division and then the American or the other league version of your way. So. so if you're in the central, you only play your central and the national league central or AL central and vice versa for the rest. Yeah. So, uh, it's, and there's really no difference in the leagues right now. Uh, universal DH. It was really strange watching Dodgers giants last night and there were some pitching changes, but weren't as many. Also, they have a, a new rule this year. Yeah. I learned that today, actually watching the Mets and Braves game where a bullpen pitcher has to face at least three batters. So the reason for this or, is, or finish the inning. So, so the reason for this is that they want to speed up the game, right? Yeah. Also, it just gets it really gets bogged down with the like, all right, we're going to put in our lefty reliever. And then the other team's like, all right, we're going to throw in our pinch hitter here. And it just <clears> ends up being like multiple delays. And then, yeah, that that lefty reliever comes in, faces that one pinch hitter, and then they get pulled another break. So, yeah, it's it really slows down the game and just kind of makes it. I don't, it's strategic. There's a lot of drama with it, but it also causes some problems. You also see good players get pulled from the middle of the game, and it's yeah. just some of you. And there's just weird strategy involved where it's the fifth inning, but it's a big moment when you want to pull this guy like a like a Jock Peterson type who uh, just can't really hit lefties at all. You throw in that lefty reliever just to get him, and then he's that Jock's out for the game, and also the lefty reliever gets pulled for the game. You're not going to get that anymore um, to that extent. I mean, sometimes it'll be worth it to do that, but. Uh, it was strange and just ended up being there was no there's no pinch hitters. I don't think there was any pinch hitters in that that National League game yesterday. The Dodger um, game? Yeah. Um, 
and also there's a DH. I think AJ Pollock was their their DH. You can't pinch hit for the DH. That's a, that's a, a rule. I don't know if anyone knows, but if you pinch hit for the DH, then you lose the spot and the pitcher actually. Oh, that's actually exciting. So uh, yeah, whoever you pick there, you then can't pinch hit for. And the other big thing with the MLB that we should that we'll talk about also is that uh, the tenth inning rule, the extra inning rule. Yeah. So this is a new rule. I don't even know if maybe Sean, if you even know this. But just for if, this year, I believe. If, yeah, if, yeah, it should definitely be just for this year. But if a game goes extra innings, what the way they'll start the top of the 10th inning is a runner on second with no outs. So they're obviously not wanting there to be any like 16, 17, 18 inning games. They're trying to avoid that as much as possible. And uh, yeah, the game ends up being, uh, it just, you know, it goes like that. It just goes uh, quick, uh, try to finish it as quickly as possible. But what's interesting is, you know, especially as a, a gambler like myself, you know, you think about an over-under in that case. Like, okay, let's say you have an over-under of nine and a half and the game goes into the top of the 10th inning, 3-3. All of a sudden, you have that runner on second. You score a run that inning, the game's 4-3. to three, And then they say they go to the bottom of the 10th. You have a runner on second. He gets driven in. It's 4-4. You go to the top of the 11th and it's almost like college, you know, where you're exchanging touchdowns yeah, and like could happen. it yeah. still counts. And then all of a sudden they score again and then you score again in the bottom of the 11th. The next thing you know, you're in the top of the 12th, 5-5. And it's like, that's the crazy thing about this is so it's like it's gonna definitely be uh exciting for some games that do go extra innings. I don't think we've uh we haven't seen one yet, but uh they'll happen and they'll be exciting. Yeah, it was uh it was thrilling to see the Dodgers out there because they're uh one of the uh, premier teams right now. The other the other team that uh played yesterday or teams uh we saw Nationals defending champions and the Yankees. So the Yankees are the, the co-favorite, I would say right now yeah. and uh so it was made sense to put them both there on their like their the limited opening day today when we're recording as of today this is the the more full opening day uh it doesn't feel like opening day to me though it doesn't seem no. as right it seems weird to be july 24th right that's where we're at now uh we are at july 24th it seems yeah. it seems strange but uh that's how it is um this season is gonna it's gonna be weird because it's also a 16 team playoff so a huge expanded playoff, and it means if you get the number one seed, and I believe the first round is only going to be three three game series, so it we are probably going to see one of the number one seeds lose in the first round to an eight seed in a three game series. I would say out out of you know out of the two, well I think out of the top two seeds we'll definitely see that. And there's yeah. going to be a really good team that's going to get knocked out, and um, you know as a Dodgers fan that could be the Dodgers. Uh, that's that's upsetting have um, a little faith andy i don't know how much the season will really count but at least it, it'll be fun i think i think a sh- an abbreviated season like this make, makes all the games matter a little bit more yeah well um, also i don't even think we've touched on it yet unless i've dazed off it also was approved yesterday that there's gonna be 16 teams in the playoffs that's what i just said <laughs> okay yeah so i did days off Days off, doze off i'm sorry the reason i dozed off was because uh, you got a dog in your face. we have a dog in here that we normally don't have because things are just a little different right now. We're even doing this on a Friday. And uh, he got his dew claw torn off when he was playing with the Frisbee last week. So he was licking his paw. So I was trying to tell him not to because you're not like, they're really not supposed to be doing that. I don't know what the dog science is, but I know like it could lead to infection or it's just other things, but it's not, it's not good for them to be licking. You think an infection can kill him? No, it couldn't. So I was, I apologize for like acting like I'm not paying attention. I am. It's just, there's a little bit of distractions in here this evening, but uh, yeah, 16 teams. That's exciting. And I yeah. see what you're saying about like you know if the Dodgers got matched up against 
You know, you never know. The Nationals last year were yeah, the, 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 the Mets, wild card team. I mean, DeGrom, I didn't see what happened in that okay, full game. So DeGrom, watched, DeGrom looked really good at the beginning. I watched so. that entire game because I actually had a bet on the Mets today. And let me tell you, DeGrom looked fantastic. He went five shutout innings. I guess he's had some back problems, so they were they were cautious with him. And uh, But he looked unhittable again. He had eight strikeouts in five innings. He had only thrown like 70-something pitches, I think, maybe 80 or something. And uh, I'll tell you what, they added to that bullpen with Batances and stuff. He didn't pitch today, but they had brought in... He, uh, he had some injury, I think. I okay, it. so they brought yeah. in Seth Lugo to pitch the 6th and 7th, two shutout innings. Then they brought in, I think, Justin Williams. Is that the left-hander pitcher? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out as the season yeah, goes so on. They brought in some guy, a lefty, and he shut him out in the 8th. And then in the ninth inning, Diaz came in and he shut them out. And uh, the Mets won 1-0, and they won on a, I don't know if you saw it, a Yoenis Cespedes solo home run. No, I, that's a, it's a great story that he's back, and that's what I'm, uh, you know, intrigued by that team as well. I think oh, I'm intrigued by the Mets big time. I think like yeah. with Degrom, Degrom and Syndergaard is the one two. I forget who else they have. Who else are their starters? Uh, I'm sure they still have um, Mats. Is he still there? I don't know. But anyway, they have the <laughs> yeah. one two punch, and they have a good bullpen. Seth Lugo is one of those guys that could pitch you in a shutout eighth inning, or he can pitch you six innings. I mean, Seth Lugo is a great addition. I mean, not a great addition, a good like come up he's been doing very well you add batances in there they saw familia diaz it's a scary back end of the bullpen it might be one of the better back ends of the bullpen and then if cespedes stays healthy you know watch out because that makes you know that if he if he has the power that he showed today that makes you be able to put him up higher in the lineup and that makes pete alonzo even that much more dangerous because you have a respectable hitter behind him you have conforto you have mcneil it's a good all-around lineup it really is and if Robinson Cano ever decides to learn how to swing a bat again, then that team is going to be very dangerous. They're going to go from like a like a pretender to a contender, in my opinion. Well, there's eight teams going to make the playoffs in, in each league. So, I mean, all they have to do is sneak in as an eight seed. If they, I think they easily will because I think the I think I saw it as how they say they'll go. It's like the division winner and the runner up in each division. Yeah, top two teams in each Mets, division, two Mets, wild cards. Mets by far, in my opinion, are going to either win that division or they'll be runner up. It, it's a interesting division. I think the Phillies are all right. Obviously, the defending champs are in that that division. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. um, I forgot about the Nationals when I said that. I, I'm all right off the Marlins already. And then uh, who's left in that division there? Phillies. Um, no, I said the Phillies already. That's it then. Braves, Phillies, Mets. Braves. That's yeah. that's one I forgot. Oh, okay. Well, I... Yeah, and they're, they're a contender uh, up there as well. Um, we're not going to do like a full preview because, you know, this just kind of, I don't want to say it sprung up on us, but like we weren't as prepared as we usually would be. Things sprung up on us that yeah. we will get into on the entertainment podcast. We uh, did do our over-unders, as I said before. Uh, that won't do you any good. You can't place those bets right now. Uh, yeah. But it does show you what we kind of think of some of these teams. So I would definitely check that out. Um, I do want to go through some of the big moves that happened this year because and also I'd forgotten about some of them. Really quickly, I know people that have been a fan of the show for a while always get to see Andy and I usually live on the not see us live, but hear us listen to us on the podcast. Say our over unders for sports, and this year actually, I don't actually know what Andy's picks were, and I mean he knows mine because well, I sent. They're them on the internet. <laughs> they are on the internet, but I'm saying like yeah. I personally haven't seen them yet, so it wasn't one of those like we kind of agree disagree type things. It was just like we don't. We don't know, so that makes it a little more exciting. Because we always tell you well, guys when it's over how we ended up doing. I looked at I believe we agreed on 20 out of 30. So that, that's okay. it's pretty solid. And um, I think one of our favorite agreements that we talked about earlier was the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox. We're both Sox pretty high on them having a good season. They have a very good, fun little lineup in there. I forgot Encarnacion was in the middle of it also. So that's that's exciting. They're actually having a very high-scoring game with the Twins right now. Last I saw it was 7-5 to five in the fourth inning, I believe it was. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Well, uh, are you ready for some of these uh, 
these big signings. Born ready. Because I had forgot some of those. Let's let's start with the White Sox. They signed uh, Dallas Keuchel as well yeah. as Yasmani Grandal. So that's uh, two additions on each side of the. Uh, I don't know. Wow, I'm lost. You don't say each side of the ball because that's not how it works. What are you trying to say? A pitcher and a hitter. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, I can't. Even, I don't even know the right words anymore to talk about sports. It's so hard. Um, in that division, the Twins, they signed uh, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Who uh, is still turning in good years. Uh, they also re-signed Michael Pineda. Uh, hopefully he'll stay healthy. It's always hard for uh, him to uh, do that. Um, some of the biggest ones uh, here locally, Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, Who's injured right now, I believe. He's not he? in the lineup tonight. Okay. He wasn't in any of the preseason lineups. That's what's going to be difficult about this season is that injuries are going to be so much more significant that if he misses 15 games, that's a quarter of the season. But uh, I, I like the Angels' chances this year with the expanded playoffs. I think they have enough oh, offensive talent. That, and even if they don't get like the runner-up part, I think they uh, can sneak into the next best record between the next two teams or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Because I think Oakland you, and, and Houston will still yeah, be good. Oakland and Houston should be in there, and I think... In, I don't know. We can like the central. I feel like Minnesota and it's gonna be either Minnesota and Cleveland, or Minnesota and Chicago. But I think whoever doesn't make it between Cleveland and Chicago has potential to sneak a yeah. spot. I'll say this: I don't think the AL East will get three teams unless no. the, unless the Blue Jays really surprise me. I think and the Blue Jays actually were last I checked today they were beating the Rays like six to four or something yeah. in the eighth inning. So the Blue Jays they have some young talent and they added some good veterans. I know we'll get there. They they added Hinjin Rio. And let me guy, ask you yeah. this: Where are the Blue Jays playing? Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. They I, did do Buffalo. Official, official today. They are playing in Buffalo, New York High School or something or college. I thought it was a AAA stadium. AAA yeah, stadium. that's yeah. their AAA stadium. I'm hip. Yeah. And uh, another guy that the Blue Jays got that I've always liked back when he was on Milwaukee is Travis Shaw. He's just one of those hitters that like he seems to come in with like a clutch double when you need it or something like that. He's always been like kind of like a hitter that you have to respect when he's up. So I like him in the middle of that lineup. And they have those three studs at the top that are all uh, – the three guys at the top of their order of all are all former are all sons of former players. Yeah. You have Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's son. Uh, was it Kevin Biggio? Kevin a weird name. Biggio, Kevin yeah. Biggio, which is a uh, Craig Biggio Hall of Famer's son, and then uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's the one that's uh, obviously Vladimir Guerrero's son. It's in the name there, future Hall of Famer. I don't think he's in yet, or is he? I thought he. I think was he's in, in actually. Yeah. yeah. So two Hall of Famers kids there. I mean, and then Bich- and Bo Bichette, honestly, I think so far, I feel like he's actually produced the best of all three of them. Yeah, I think like so. power-wise, at least. So that's that's a, the Blue Jay team has potential to be scary in the future. I think, like especially with those three at the top, all three of them are good hitters. And then yeah, they added some veterans in the middle there. You still have Gurchich in there who has his moments. Uh, a couple other random hitters that you've never heard of, like. Tevez or whatever, and uh, or Tellez, whatever his name is, and then uh, they have this Hernandez guy who's not bad. So the, I don't know what they're pitching is other than I mean I guess they have Ryu and then they still have a uh, do they still have a uh, or where'd he go? I thought he got traded last year. Stroman. Did he go? To- I can't remember if he did. He was supposed to be traded. I we're gonna have to look this up yeah, and give you guys the results in about a minute here. <laughs> there, there's just a lot. It's I tried to get all the uh, the big transactions. Um, uh, in the AL West, the Rangers added two uh, semi big name pitchers. They traded for Corey Kluber. Okay. So really quick, I found Stroman. This answered a question from earlier. He's on the Mets. I thought so. So I that like, I that continues to make the Mets even more of a dangerous I, team. Than I, I remember. Like. I think he, they he, they traded him mid season and then he didn't play for them. That's does that sound right? I think he, he might have played a little bit and then got hurt or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Rangers uh, they traded for Corey Kluber. Also signed Kyle Gibson. 
uh, to add to that rotation, which uh, already had um, – I'm already blanking on those. Mike Miner was really good from la- last year. And then was lo- – who was the other pitcher that was really good from last year? Um, For what team? The Rangers. They had Lance two, Lynn. Yeah, Lance Lynn. They had two really good pitchers at the top of the rotation. Lance Lynn started today. Uh, and then they have uh, – they added these two other good pitchers. So uh, they've got a good rotation there. And Lance Lynn went six innings today, two hits, no runs, four walks, nine strikeouts. Yeah. So it looks like he's started where he left off. Because Lance Lynn's going to give you those two, three walks a game. But he's he gets it done. He's a big boy. I like, I like watching him out boy. there. <laughs> Uh, the, the biggest deal was Garrett Cole went to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, when we found out that he was actually a lifelong Yankees fan, despite growing up here in our backyard, uh, very disappointing, but it made sense that he went to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Steven Strasburg ended up staying with the nationals. So those are the two biggest, uh, free agent deals. But then I think the biggest other transaction of the offseason had to be Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um, former MVP, one of the best young players in the game. Uh, the Dodgers traded a couple young prospects or even, you know, um, what, I can't remember people's names anymore. I'm so fucking out of sports right now. Uh, Verdugo, Verdugo, who Verdugo. was with the Major League team last year, but he's still a young player. Um, so the Red Sox, I think they did well getting some guys, um, you know, with the knowledge that they weren't going to attempt to sign Mookie Betts. And uh, it looked like the Dodgers were just going to trade him, just get that one year, try to go for a title. And then uh, ended up being this, this shortened 60-game season, and they're like, fuck it. We're not going to lose him. We're not going to only have him for 60 games. And they went out and signed him to a 12-year extension. I think that just – he just signed that two days ago, was, it, was that? Yeah, I think it was two days ago. It was before uh, yesterday. It was before their opener yesterday. So, yeah, and that was a big, big contract. I, I'm way on board. Uh, the Dodgers have been reluctant to give uh, a lot of years to people. I think yeah. last year they offered Bryce Harper seven years – but with a lot more money per year than the Phillies ended up offering. Uh, but he wanted that long deal. I think he got 13 years with the Phillies. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is like it, it, now that you say that, it does seem like when you think of the Dodgers the past like, I'll just go and say past 15 years or like 15 to 18 years, you do think of a lot of teams that had like solid players for like, you know, three to five, six year times and then they're gone. So it's like, yeah, they this is good for them to have. Uh, yeah. they, they let guys go for a while. They have a habit of letting guys go, and they also haven't really landed the big free agent. They have been getting like little pieces, like AJ Pollock last year, or like uh, Rich Hill, yeah, or Scott Casimir, to name something that didn't work out. But and, uh, with this new management, they've been very reluctant to sign long term. But Mookie Betts is the guy to do it, and I think uh, they're going to give a long term extension to Bellinger at some point. And um, I don't know what the future holds. Justin Turner's getting up there in age, but I don't so ever I, want to see him leave. That's what I was going to say is like, they actually do have a lot of young talent. I mean, Bellinger's, you know, we don't realize it cause he's so good, but Bellinger, I believe is what, 25 or something. 20. I think he's still 25. Yeah. So Bellinger's young. Seager's, Seager's young. still 25. Uh, Gavin Lux, who didn't even make the major league team. That was interesting. I think with, without having the pinch hitters, there's less of a need for that. Yeah. So he ended up not even making the major league team. Wow. And then, uh, I mean, they have that, Young Will, Will Smith, I, mean, yeah, I think Will, Will Smith. Smith and Austin Barnes are both fairly young. I, mean, yeah. I don't know how old Austin Barnes is. I know he started yesterday, but I know Will Smith was in the lineup tonight. But a lot of future there for the Dodgers, you know. And their best, one of their best pitchers now, Bueller, right? He's uh he's he's definitely the ace. Um, I do have to say, I was very disappointed that Clayton Kershaw didn't start last night uh, with a, a back issue. He was he was given the opening day start. I think more out of like tradition than than production right now. Yeah. Despite him be, being having a good year last year. Uh, but this is very disappointing what's happened with him and injuries the last few years because 
I really think Clayton Kershaw had a chance to be considered the greatest of all time. And not like one of the greatest, the actual greatest. Like when we said, who was the best pitcher to ever play? It could have and been Clayton Kershaw. But now he's not, in my opinion, he's not even the top three pitcher in today's game. Not even top he, five. He's maybe, maybe out to the top 20. Yeah. I mean, um, I would say who, in your opinion right now, if you were to say is like, if you had your own choice, it's a game seven. You have to have, in your opinion, the best pitcher out there right now on the mound. I think it would be DeGrom. Okay, that's that's mine too, especially after watching him today. Because I watched Cole yesterday. I watched Serger yesterday. Those are two of the other guys. But DeGrom, what I saw with DeGrom today, it's like, it, it's insane. He, he got up in the first inning. He threw it at 100, 99 and 100. Like, he's bringing yeah. the heat. He switches it up on you. It's like, they said going into the last season, he's on a streak right now where he's at about 25, 28 scoreless innings in a row right yeah. now. So, I mean, which is, you know, for the math people, that's over three straight baseball games of nine innings of no and runs. And the, the crazy thing is Clayton Kershaw's been around forever. And Kershaw's been on decade. streaks like that himself. I think Kershaw's yeah. gotten into like the 30s before. But we already it? think of Kershaw's already like an aged guy who's like at the back half of his career. I think he's either younger than DeGrom or only like slightly older. They're about yeah. the same age. And that's just kind of crazy that if Kershaw was able to maintain his production from like age 28 through his 30s, like a lot of pitchers are able to, that's why I said he might have been considered the greatest of all time. Yeah. Like, you see, like, Max Scherzer's, like, five years older than so Kershaw. So, Clayton Kershaw's 32. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And DeGrom is right around that age. DeGrom is 32. Yeah. So, now I'm going to look at their birthdays, Andy, because I want to see... We all know you're, like, a Stump the Schwab guy. You have, like, this weird knowledge. So, DeGrom was born June 19th. I feel like I saw Clayton Kershaw was born in, like, July. So, I mean, they're really close, if yeah. that's the case. March 19th. So the fact so, that they're so both Kershaw's, on the 19th is creepy. He's three months older. Literally three months older yeah. to the day. 19th on each month. But it seems Let's like... Let's they're married to the same person. <laughs> it, it seems like DeGrom is still kind of this young guy, and Kershaw's like the old, broken-down veteran, and it's just not the case. Um, you see Verlander's, I think, five, six years older than Kershaw. He's still going strong. Yeah. So, it, it's disappointing as a fan. I, you know, It would be fun to see. Like If I saw the greatest of all time, I saw his whole career front to back like that's how uh Bulls fans got to feel right yeah 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 definitely well uh i think that's our uh that our baseball banter or did we have anything else do we yeah wanna... i think we covered everything is there any anything, i mean i uh... guess we never really did a preview do we have, do we want to like be bold and say like who's do we think is going to win this all like i, I think our dark horse i think our over-unders cover it okay um yeah may, maybe maybe let's say we'll do a half season thing to kind of say yeah who we think is going to win Everything. It's going to be a fast season, too. I mean, they, they want these playoffs to start in September. And, uh, like, mid, I think end of September, I think September 27th or something like that, I heard is, like, going to be one of the last days, which wouldn't make sense because September 27th is the Sunday. So that probably is that day because my birthday is September 13th, which is a Sunday. Well, they're going to have off days. So I feel like it's going to be October 1st. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, that's, uh, are you sure? I don't know. We'll see. But... Regardless, they're saying this isn't going to go into November. So this is going to be a fast playoffs also, even yeah. though there's 16 teams. But, uh, yeah, I think that's our our baseball banter. Some, it's good to have a, one of the four major sports back on TV. No more soccer. No more uh, cornhole. No more uh, golf, I guess. Even though I enjoy watching golf, but it's not the same. I mean, all those things are still there. Yeah, but it's at least one of the four major yeah. ones is back. Um, I have to have another one back. Yeah. I think uh, there is one last baseball thing. I'm sorry to do it. Uh, there is another semi-local team that I know you were big on last year. Um, you're wearing their, their cap right now. Yeah. Uh, I think the Padres have a chance to also get in that 16-team that playoff. 
I do they're, too. They're super young, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how they do this year. They actually, I was looking at something today that said I was just looking at the top bullpens, and both article, both websites I looked at have the Padres as the number two best bullpen. They all had the Yankees number one, and then it was the Padres, and then there was some that had like the Dodgers in the top five, some that had like Minnesota, Oakland. The Mets were actually up there in one of them too. So yeah, we'll see. Should be a should be a good. Uh, Good season for them. I think they could sneak in. I think that's what's going to be exciting is that you're going to have one of those teams get to sneak in and just have playoff feel. And it's like it could be a team like the Nationals last year that happened to have two really good pitchers, three really good pitchers, actually. And it's like that ends up being enough to carry you through. That's why I think the Mets are going to be a dangerous team because with eight teams making it in the NL, I think they're one of the best eight teams. And then you have DeGrom, you have Syndergaard, you have Stroman. I mean, in that good bullpen, a solid enough lineup to put up runs. I mean, they have the the returning home run leader. So, I mean, it's – they're a – the Mets are going to be a, honestly, that's a dark horse for anybody out there that likes a team that's, I would assume is like at least 20 to one, 25 to one odds. I mean, that, that might be a fun little bet to pick on. Well, should we move uh, down South to Florida to the magical kingdom? What do they call it? You, you're the Disney guy, Sean. The bubble. It's the bubble. Just the bubble. Is it, is that the happiest place on earth? Not for them. Or just it's it's Florida. I mean, I watched a movie um, about that region, and I could say it's definitely not the happiest region on Earth. Um, maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Um, not 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 for this podcast, but yeah, everyone's I down. I think you know Pascal and uh, Antun Campo are fine with it, but yeah, I think a lot of them are like, "What the fuck? Where's where's my butler? Where's you know my Flemings?" Well, I th- the more the more hey, blue. Boys. Why is there no ice in my lemonade? <laughs> The Morris boys were enjoying it. I know they're they're down they're there together in the same hotel. Um, that's that's nice, but yeah, I don't I don't think the bubble is uh, optimal by any means. You've seen so many guys already leave it. Um, there's speculation that Lou Williams made up a family member dying just to get out of the bubble. So uh, I mean, if that's not true, I'm I'm sorry, Lou. <laughs> I didn't make up that rumor. And um, R.I.P. to your deceased family member. Um, the Clippers are really dealing with a lot of people out of the bubble. I they think all they have, just walked out. I think uh, Zubach, I never even heard he, I don't think he ever made it in. <laughs> he couldn't find it. I don't think, yeah, he, he got on the wrong plane. I don't know what happened. Um, but He went uh, to Anaheim. He went to lost, the wrong Disneyland. Um, a lot of people, Patrick Beverly left the bubble. Um, I'm forgetting who else. I think Jermichael Green or somebody. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, yeah Harrell Montrez. Left it. Like all, like, it was a, like a big ESPN alert, like, Five Clippers left. Yeah, so that's uh, it. Good good news is that the, they're not just starting the playoffs right away, but it's starting pretty soon. So you don't even think that I don't know when the, I think the real. It's, uh, I think next Thursday or Friday, the thirtieth or thirty first, is the Clippers and Lakers play each other. Yeah. yeah. So the the first game, yeah, I think it's July thirtieth. Yeah, those, it seems like a lot of these players they just not give a shit about these few games. I think I think when you yeah. also see like Sabonis get hurt, they're kind of like. All right, let's just fucking wait till the playoffs. Because let's be honest, home court's gone. I mean, yeah. there's no there's no such thing as home court anymore. Yeah. Even Orlando doesn't have home court because there's no fans. So there's no home court anymore. So it's like, you're like, let's just fucking get there healthy and then go from there. Uh, there's also just this weird scenario where um, Old Depot already announced he's not coming back. But he played in the priest at the scrimmage, which is weird. And really? I, I did yeah, not, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played in the scrimmage <laughs> yesterday. He had that. like eight points. It's like, um, why? <laughs> yeah, so he's not going to he's not going to play. So that team doesn't really have a chance. Not like they well, did anyway. But yeah, yeah why so even risk anything? I think that's what these players, in my opinion, that's what a lot of these players are saying. Because I mean, there are some players like I know Avery Bradley. His son has, uh, I know, underlining conditions. His son has breathing 
problem. So it's like he doesn't want to risk bringing something back. So I'll respect that for Avery Bradley's sake because he's on a winning team. But some of those other teams that aren't on winning teams, so I think the thing about Avery Bradley though, I think he did it out of respect for Alex Caruso. He's like, look, <laughs> you know the world wants to see Alex Caruso get more minutes, we, so I'm going to bow out respectfully. As we do. But I'm also saying like I think some of these guys on bad teams, they don't uh, they they're like, why would I want to risk getting sick or why would I want to waste my time doing this with all these protocols and all this shit when it's like my team's not going to get past the first round. That's in my yeah. opinion with some of these players. Not saying it's all of them, not saying that they're all saying like that, but that's just my own personal opinion. I, I still think this whole thing was crazy how they let everyone. I, I think they should have just ended the NBA season and just been like, we'll start up in October. Baseball, I like that baseball is doing a 60 game season. I think that I like that baseball is giving us something because that would suck. I mean, and even for like Premier League soccer, they came back, their season usually ends in April. It ended literally a couple days ago. And they already announced today that they're coming back September 12th. Normally they come back in August, but they're coming back yeah. September 12th. So they're only going to be about a month behind schedule. Well, I think if the NBA was going to come back, I thought they should have done a abbreviated playoffs because in basketball, if you're not one of the top two seeds, even maybe, maybe three, I mean, good fucking luck. It's a, it's a joke. I know that there's cases where I think the, the Rockets one year were the sixth seed and won the title. Um, but the last few years, it's pretty much always been the, a top two seed that gets in. Yeah. That like what like Sacramento is at this shit and like speaking of them like Marvin Bagley will never play again I don't think I think he's fucking done um, but why what is that team doing what like I think they they won they had to win like their last six games or something like that yeah just to get okay, four but, games behind the Grizzlies and now they could be in this bubble it's like it's it's ridiculous so an opposite thing from Sacramento is that you know normally you would have been like they had no chance but now maybe they have a chance is Portland. Yeah. Nurkic is back. I think he had like 16 points in their scrimmage or something yesterday. Uh, Portland's one of those teams. That, let's not forget, Portland got to the Western Conference Finals last year. And I think they took the Warriors to what, six games or something? No, they, like got, five, swept. they got swept. Like I said, four games. They took them to four <laughs> games. They took Houston to like six games and beat them, I think, or something. It doesn't matter. They got swept. No, actually, never mind. Golden State played Houston. <laughs> Fuck me. But Portland still got there. And let's not forget, they were four games away from the Finals. Yeah. Four wins away, I should say. They beat a uh, young Denver team there. Yeah. Wasn't ready yet, but... But, uh, they still, but did still it. I like that Portland team. Lillard, you know, you got McCollum, you got Nurkic, Carmelo Anthony is still there. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's still there. I heard he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was uh, one thing, like, it's going back to baseball. Speaking of losing weight, like, Giancarlo Stanton is trimmed down, and he hit a ball 460 feet yesterday. That Jeff. guy is still fucking dangerous as hell. He's in. He's that's the thing you're going to see with a lot of players. Like they're in shape because they've had this extra time. And well, when you yeah, have nothing Pujols, to do, all you have Pujols to do is had, work out. Pujols had so much time off that he's like, I'm ready. This could probably be the last 60 games we'll ever play. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, but this this is it for him. Yeah. If he says he's healthy and he's ready to go, so I mean, yeah. yeah sorry to bring it back to baseball, but no. And the funny thing is, we got Joe Madden, who is a wizard with his lineup, and has Pujols been has Pujols batting sixth, which is like the lowest Pujols has probably batted in. In his career, I was actually thinking about Joe Madden's crazy lineups uh, yesterday yeah. with with the NL not no longer having a pitcher spot. That like, like oh, I remember Joe Madden used to do all that weird shit with putting the pitcher eighth, and then I was like, oh yeah, Joe Madden's the Angels manager now. That's, yeah, oh yeah. But, so that's what's like kind of crazy about that is because I remember one time Joe Madden like just betting on Rays games back in the day. He would have a guy bat literally clean up one game and then two days, two games later be batting eighth. And it was because he was such a wizard with the pitching matchups. Yeah. So he knew like, Hey, if this guy who normally bats ninth for me, I know he's had a good career against this pitcher. He hits lefties. Well, he's batting cleanup tonight. And it's just kind of like, he's well, a wizard. That's why he made those, uh, 
that, those race teams good. Well, his philosophy is he wants that ninth hitter to be not the worst hitter on the team because that guy's going to hit before your leadoff hitter. So it's like, oh, I want someone to be a little more solid in that ninth spot. And it's like, really, your worst hitter is probably whoever's your eighth hitter. Yeah, seventh and eighth usually, mostly eighth. But yeah, um, that's a. Uh, do we have any more uh, basketball banter? Do we want? I think like there's still more to talk about. All right. Um, oh, the saga of Michael Beasley. This this was this was fun. This was the most Michael Beasley thing ever. Um, without a team this whole year. The Brooklyn Nets have kind of been a disaster. I don't. They should. Oh, they should have bowed out. They I actually no. watched their preseason game against uh, the Pelicans, who were Zionless. Yeah, and it was it was tough to watch. I thought I was actually watching the summer league. Like truthfully, <laughs> I really thought I was watching the summer league. Wow! Because they had a uh, when when Leandro Ball when, was playing for when them. when Lavert wasn't on the floor. It was like who was their offense? Like Garrett Temple was on the court with them. Like they had like literally got, like I thought I was watching the summer. League. Hey, that's head of the players' association, Garrett Temple, I think. But yeah, so Kyrie's not coming back. Katie's not coming back. DeAndre Jordan bowed out. Didn't we do bowed out? They're just did Joe Harris. Joe Harris, I don't even think played that game. I don't, I don't know their full lineup, but uh, who was the other guy they signed? They signed another kind of like washed up old guy, um, but they signed Michael Beasley, and then he tested positive, and it's like nope, gone. <laughs> Like, poor guy. That was probably a lot of positives he tested for, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Beasley is quite the guy. <laughs> so there's just, yeah, like there's cases like that. Um, I was surprised they didn't, like, give, like, uh, Joe Johnson a call or something. Get someone out of the, the big Jamal three. Jamal Crawford, he ended up on, like, the Suns, yeah, that's, that's, right? No, I think Jamal Crawford went to the Nets. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. No, I think he went to... Did he go to... That's right, he came from the Suns. Yeah. The Suns was the last thing he played for. Maybe that is who you're thinking of then. Um, are they going to pump in... Like fan audio, and are they going to have cardboard cutouts in the stands for these guys like baseball's doing with that? So I did, yeah, I did notice that today actually in the baseball game. There was a big, I was even telling my uh, my girlfriend at the time when I was watching the game, it was uh, two strikes in the eighth inning with a runner on second. And I was telling her, I was like, normally the good thing about being the home crowd right now is like the crowd gets on their feet, they pump you up, you get that extra adrenaline. And obviously this guy didn't have that, but I did hear from like the, what sounded like the Jumbotron or something that they did play like fan noises, so... Maybe so, yeah. you still feel it. It's, it's all in your mind, you know. It's all mental. From what I've heard, they're going to have audio from, you know, past games and whatnot uh, for each team, I believe. Uh, and then also baseball, they said on the news, they have 5,000 cutouts for, yeah. f- for the fans. So I saw – so the Dodgers, I saw um, – it was kind of sad. What was it? What's it, guys? Uh, Brody Stevens, uh, comedian who killed himself last year. Um, I saw a cutout of him, and someone tweeted, like, oh, glad to see him back at the games. And I was like, oh, that's weird. He just didn't tweet it himself. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. But uh, they, they've, had, they've had some of their, like, celebrity. Mary Hart was there in the... Larry was, King? I did not see him, but he has to be there. They had a, a Tommy cutout. So, um, I mean, that's 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 neat. Um, the crowd noise thing is weird because they have to... Someone has to be there to, like, press the right button. Yeah. So there's, there's a little bit of a delay. You have to get someone who's like good on drops on the radio or something. Like they're saying, like video games have been able to do it, but at least there's like computers running in the background there, knowing like if it's going to be a good play or not. Like the game knows if the shot's going in or not. Yeah. And sometimes they know who's got the controller and like I'm going to fuck this person today <laughs> and not let the shot go in, right? And then you'll never play the game again. <laughs> and to this day. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little awkward. Uh, I think football probably would be the easiest at doing it. Because their fans are always drunk and stupid, yeah. and like the cheering starts as the quarterback drops drops back. So I bet someone still yells, "Get in the hall!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Question. I read this also. People are a little nervous that there's going to be more uh, like technical fouls because there's no fans. Have you heard anything there's about be a lot of like fucks and stuff like that? I guess. It? Yeah, they're worried about swearing. They already talked about you know showing the the uh, video on a tape delay. Yeah, you might see some dick. Well, that's <laughs> uh, we were actually watching the uh, dude hangs dong. I'm actually. That's actually funny you brought that up, Sean. Because I was watching uh So ESPN two has been playing a lot of uh, Italian league soccer, Serie A. Which has a lot of great players. It's got a guy by the name of Cristiano Ronaldo that I think a lot of people have heard of. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is back in there. I saw that on front page ESPN last week, and I was like, I knew Tony would be proud. Oh, yeah, I love Zlatan. His hair just right on there on the front page. And uh, they even cut out a piece and printed one on each one. Anyway, one of the the managers on, uh, I believe it was Atalanta, was who I was watching. It was Atalanta versus, doesn't matter, but... (laughs) It was they're, they're a good team. They're in second in the league, so they're actually a respectable team. They're still in the Champions League, too. So get to know that team. They're a sleeper. But uh, their manager, something happened. There was a foul call that he didn't agree with. He's yelling, so he gets the yellow card. He's still yelling. It was a double technical. It was yellow straight to red. And he is just going off, but an Italian. And even the announcer, which was an American announcer, said, we would apologize to people at home, but... I have no idea what he's saying, and like we like that's not my that's not my first that's not our first language, so we haven't been able to like we we haven't apologized like we haven't been able to apologize because we don't know what he's saying. So it's just funny because he was going off. He was clearly throwing some Italian slurs out there. Should but, have all the NBA players swear in uh, another language. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That, I thought that was pretty funny because you can hear because you, you pick up a lot more. That's what they were also saying in baseball, like how much louder the ball is because it's an empty stadium. So I guarantee yeah. you, Joanna Cespedes' home run today was just, just loud. Well, Same yeah, when you yesterday. when the ball lands in the stands, there it's loud as hell hitting those yeah. like metal seats. Um. So oh. when the when the coach has to yell at the referee, do they have to put on their mask? Because I'd feel like that's the worst. That's, that's where you're spitting in people's face. So that's the thing in baseball is they said that that's a that is a suspension this year. Is if a manager comes out to argue and gets in within six feet, he's yeah. that's a suspension. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all kind of funny. I don't know. It's Baseball's funny. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else to add for the sports? I, I think the last note really is we really still don't know anything about the NFL. It's still so strange that it's... Yeah, so something got approved today that said they will start training camp on time. The players yeah, agreed with, with what the owners wanted to throw out there. So they, they will start pray, uh, praying camp. It's a church <laughs> camp thing and whatever. Training camp. It's Friday. You know, we've had a few. I, this this was fun. not our best one. This is there's a lot of reasons for it. We're a little rusty. But uh, anyway, there is a uh, uh, they uh, they did agree to start training camp on time. But I, they also did announce that there will be no preseason games. First, they uh, canceled the Hall of Fame game, which makes me sad because that was Troy Polamalu's <laughs> Hall of Fame game. I'm a big Steelers fan, but I'm a even bigger Troy Polamalu fan, and so that's upsetting. That was going to be a fun game, Steelers Vikings, but. Uh, that was canceled, and then all preseasons now been canceled, and um, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, I'm hoping. I, I think if we have baseball right now and basketball, I think these are going to be, and I think hockey's supposed to still be coming back, but I don't know when. They just do not talk about hockey. No one knows there. anything yeah. about. And the the, they're all going to be in Canada. That's nice. They'll probably not be allowed back in America yeah. ever again. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping. Uh, obviously, we all want football back. I don't care if there's fans or not. I just want football because it really football's the one sport where you don't even really see the fans when you're watching the game. I feel like. Uh, on uh, when they score points. touchdowns, extra yeah. points, and yeah, extra points could be weird, but you know, the weirdest thing in my opinion would be college basketball game when the opposing guy shooting a free throw and you don't see yeah. those big giant heads being thrown around or like 
stuff like that, that's what's going to be upsetting. Well, well yeah. by the time college basketball starts, maybe we'll all be robot bodies and none of this will matter. Well, I mean, we're looking yeah. into it, I think. Yeah. So That producer is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else to add? Uh, yeah, come back for more. I mean, it's back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're back. Sports are back. You know, we're going to be back on a daily weekly basis. basis. Like a week, daily, week, not week. We're not going daily, but yeah, we'll be back basis. to weekly. You know, we're going to try to get you out here every Wednesday, but uh, like for, to record or to be out here. To listen. To listen. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about in our entertainment podcast why we were on a, uh, about a, what was it, four-week hiatus Four-week hiatus. Uh, it's it's going to be good. It has something to do with uh, this thing called... Uh, Tax evasion. Coronavirus. Yeah. Maybe it's you've fine. heard of it, but uh, it came close to home. Too close to home. <laughs> Took out the home. So Yeah, uh, I mean, close. It was in the home. It was in the home. Coronavirus the call was, was coming in from studio. inside the house. The call was coming from inside the house. So if you guys are into coronavirus stories and for people listening that know us or even people listening that feel like they know us just from our voices you're going to want to listen to the entertainment hear what a couple of our experiences were with uh the old coronavirus and the people around us so yeah you'll want to listen to that hit that subscribe button and share with a friend but uh i think that'll wrap up our sports i'm sean joined with me we have tony katz yes nice to hear you (laughs) (laughs) and And the off-road Andy. Uh, It's nice to have you hear me. I think that's what he was trying to say. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you later. (laughs) I am Rusty. When you said... Nice to hear you. When you said, and... I almost... (laughs) I almost...